Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. And we're excited to talk about the Chinese New Year or the Lunar New Year. We'll get into that in just a second. But I'm talking with Tarika Sefkin. She is the executive director of the Nathan Yip Foundation. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Tell me a little bit about the Nathan Yip Foundation. What is it? We are a 501c3 public nonprofit organization that's headquartered here in Denver. And we work with rural communities to bring support by way of education. So it's a lot of grant making for mm-hmm. schools in rural communities here in Colorado and also in China, which is where we got our start. Okay, that's what I was getting ready to ask you is what that connection was. Yep, in China. And the organization was founded by a local couple named um, Linda and Jimmy Yip. They are Chinese, and they had a son named Nathan, who unfortunately was killed in a car accident when he was just 19 in 2001. Oh, okay. And that's who the foundation is named after. So they started this foundation in his name, and it was Nathan's dream to have his own foundation one day. And they're making his dream come true by letting this legacy live on in his name and giving back to students and children who are otherwise underserved and don't Mm -hmm. have the resources they need. Okay, and how do they give back? Like, what it, what are some of the ways that the Nathan Yip Foundation is helping children? So we do a lot of grant making primarily. So it'll be um, teachers that will write in to us saying, um, "I I am at a school that is very underfunded, and I just need you know a thousand dollars to help buy notebooks and pens and." Um, stamps and envelopes for my classroom, and we'll fill that need. Um, It goes up to as big as uh, computers for whole classrooms or schools, STEM technology, um, textbooks. Uh, We've launched a program out in the San Luis Valley that does home visits Mm -hmm. and stipends for teachers to do home visits to their students' homes instead of um, parent-teacher conferences that are traditionally in schools, and it helps with that engagement and seeing kind of walking a day in their students' lives and empathizing a little bit. Right. When did the foundation start? We were founded in 2002, so we've been around for quite some time. Okay. So tell me a little bit. Um, I was at Starbucks, I have to admit. I'm like, hey, you're the pig. <laughs> That's where I found out. And we're talking about the Chinese New Year. And you and I were talking before we went on the air. And yes, it's the year of the pig. The big Chinese New Year is coming up. But you said it's a Lunar New Year. Why is that? Why do you call it that? Right. So the holiday is called Lunar New Year because there are a lot of different cultures and countries that celebrate it. Lunar New Year is celebrated in China, in Korea, in Vietnam, Laos, Singapore. And it follows the lunar calendar. And so the Chinese um, put together a zodiac cycle that's represented by 12 different animals. Right. And this is the 12th animal of that zodiac cycle is the pig. So the story is that there's there was a jade emperor who invited all of these animals to a banquet at the palace and the pig, I think, overslept and was napping or something and was the last to arrive. So they were named the 12th animal of the 12 animals of the Zodiac. Okay. So when is the big Lunar New Year? Lunar New Year in 2019 is February 5th. Okay. And our celebration is that following Saturday, February 9th. So tell me about the celebration. What's going to be going on? Where is it? Who can come? Our Chinese New Year event is our biggest fundraiser of the year. Since we do work in China, we like to bring Chinese culture here to people in Denver and do a lot of, like, sharing of food, and um, we bring a calligrapher in and a palm reader. And so we start with a sit-down banquet where we do this traditional salad toss, and it has all of these 
auspicious ingredients that symbolize different good luck things. Oh, cool. And everybody, it's it's in a big bowl, and you take your chopsticks with your group of 10 at your table, and you uh-huh. toss it all together, and it's supposed to bring you good luck in the new year. Okay. And then we share this big family-style meal, and we have our program and our live auction, of course, because we're raising funds for schools. Yep, absolutely. And then we end the night with a big after party, and we open up what we call our night market. And it's kind of like the night markets that you see all throughout Asia. So we have shopping booths and um, silent disco and karaoke and other fun activities. How fun. And you said that is Saturday night, February 9th? Yes. Where is that located? We're doing it at the Grand Hyatt Hotel this year. So that's downtown Denver on 17th and Welton. Sure. I think everybody knows where that is. And how much are tickets and how do you get tickets? So this is a fundraiser. Um, Tickets are $250 per person. includes the huge banquet dinner, wine dinner. And if you're a young professional, 35 or under, then you get a discount for 125 to come. And you're giving back to a great cause. Okay. And I'm sure if you want to buy a table... There are tables still available? Tables of 10. All right. We welcome tables. So you're working a lot with schools, and do you find that you have to get the information out, like, hey, here's who we are, we can help, or has the Nathan Yip Foundation, um, have you kind of started to make kind of inroads in that and getting your name out there? So in Colorado specifically, we've been doing grant making in Colorado for just the past three years. Mm-hmm. And so it's it was a lot of hitting the road and just visiting the schools and doing listening tours and meeting as many people as we could. We would attend conferences with superintendents and other school executives. And now we do we do put the word out to all of the superintendents and principals in the area so that they can bring it back to their teachers and have them brainstorm ways that mm-hmm. we can maybe support them. So tell me a little bit about the 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 history, the Chinese history here in town. I mean, other big cities, uh, New York, San Francisco, they have a, what a Chinatown. Right. But Denver really doesn't, do we? Not anymore. Denver did have a Chinatown back in the 1800s, kind of when the gold rush hit Colorado. There were okay. a lot of laborers who were brought here. Um, Chinese were seen as cheap laborers, and so they worked in the mines. And in Denver, they had a lot of the laundry operations. And mm-hmm. so there was a big, booming Chinatown in the kind of rhino ballpark area. Oh, is that right? And then if you follow U.S. history, the Chinese Ex- Exclusion Act hit, and a lot of Chinese were driven out. And okay. so um, when they kind of moved to the, the coasts, um, now I think Colorado has about 4% population is identifies as Asian American Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. So it's a small but mighty community. Yes. Um, we're spread out throughout all throughout the metro area, but we, we tend to come together for these types of cultural events and celebrations. And I love what you said. It's, it's bringing some of that culture and not just food, but traditions. And I love the salad story. I don't even know what, what are these things that go in the salad? So there's, there's lettuce, uh, cabbage. The, it's a fish salad, so it's a smoked salmon that goes into it, and okay. ginger and pine nuts. and I don't know the meanings of all the ingredients, okay. but, but they bring good luck. That's really cool, but I think that's wonderful for people to learn something about a new culture. Absolutely. I mean, I think the best way to share a culture is to sit down together and maybe right. have a meal and, and participate in other fun activities, and it just increases you know, that understanding. Right. So I know that's how we're going to be celebrating the new year here in town, um, but how is the new year celebrated in China? In China, the the Lunar New Year is the biggest holiday of the year. So the whole country shuts down for maybe two weeks. And um, the city centers are very populated. So everybody goes home for the holiday. And it's a big kind of family reunion time. Think of it as like Thanksgiving here. I was going to say Thanksgiving or Christmas, Hanukkah, you know. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's what I was wondering is, you know, for us, that's Christmas. Mm -hmm. You know, Christmas and then New Year's week are our two weeks that we shut down. 
you know, basically here in town. And you're saying that's what happens with the Chinese New Year. Right. So you get time off work. You go home. You visit with family. Um, if you're out with family, they have a lot of fun carnival type activities. So mm-hmm. that's why we bring our night market because often, you know, they'll be with their family during the day and then they'll go to the night markets at night and get street food and um, play games and it's a fun time. And explain to me this. I mean, I know we talked about it being the year of the pig and, and when it starts, but what is the significance of the Chinese New Year? Of the Chinese New Year. So it's it's the beginning of the, the new moon, I think, the okay. lunar calendar. So we follow a, a Gregorian calendar here in the U.S. And right. It's January through December. Right. The lunar New Year changes every year because it's based on the moon cycles. So this year it's February 5th. Last, You know, sometimes it's in January. It shifts all the time. Okay. Okay. So it's really, that's just, that is the big celebration for your culture then? Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to understand, you know, because I know, I think we think of Christmas and Thanksgiving and okay, what do those things mean? And I know it's the year of the pig and there are 12 signs. Right. I'm just trying to put all the pieces together. I think, you know, the new year brings new opportunity and each animal has different significance to it. Mm -hmm. So the year of the pig, pigs are seen as very social, outgoing, optimistic people. And so that's kind of what you are supposed to be seeing in this year of the pig is that it's going to be a year of, um, you know, maybe a lot of travel experiences. It should be a fun year. Um, But they do say don't get too optimistic because the pigs are not often realists. (laughs) Oh, is that right? They said don't make any major changes this year. You know, no major investments. It's a good year to invest in personal growth and education. Okay. Use it as, you know, a year to just enjoy yourself. Interesting. All right. Yeah. For all those people that like myself who've been making like some huge changes starting off your year, you're going, uh oh. <laughs> Just ride, ride the roller coaster, okay, I think, and okay. stay stable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here. I love hearing about it. I have to admit, I was not familiar with the Nathan Yip Foundation before you all came in today. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for letting me share our story. I, I love your story and I love how you're getting back, giving back to the schools here in the area. Um, is it anywhere in Colorado, the schools that you help out, or how does that work? It is. We focus on rural communities specifically. So it's anywhere that um, is outside of a major city center. We typically partner with really small schools or school districts. Um, And that really is in line with what we started doing back in China is it was these remote mountainous villages that the kids there need the same amount of support. But often Mm -hmm. since they're out of sight, they go out of mind. Okay. And so, you know, we see a a lot of that with rural America, I think. And so since we're based in Colorado, we thought that's a good place to start. Now, are you also, did you say you were still helping kids back in China as well? We do. Yeah, we have a whole arm there that is starting to pivot to focus a lot more on professional development for teachers. So we take the rural teachers who are in their villages Mm -hmm. and um, give them a little more development and training so that they can hone in on their teaching skills and really improve their schools. That's wonderful. Do you ever pair up schools in China with schools here? Um, We've been asked that a lot, and it's something we're looking to explore. I just think how great would that be for a rural school here in Colorado and a rural school in China to be able to be almost like pin pals. Yeah. And for the teachers to be able to communicate and and talk about their experience with the kids. And, I mean, obviously very two different worlds. Right. But yet you're still going to have so many of the same things. Two different worlds, two different languages, but probably a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. If you could figure that out. Mm -hmm. I know that would be a big... It's that on my list. Be, right. That would be a big one to put together. Well, sounds wonderful for folks um, that are listening that maybe are teachers in a rural school. They're like, man, I could really use the help. How do they get in touch with you? Yes. Um, visit our website. It's NathanYipFoundation.org. 
There's a contact page on there. There's also um, a page that links to our grant guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always shoot us an email, too. It's info at NathanYipFoundation.org, and I manage that. And then the big Lunar New Year celebrations coming up Saturday night, February 9th. Uh, it is downtown at the Grand Hyatt. And for ticket information, where do they go? Uh, go to our website, NathanYipFoundation.org. Tarika Sefkin, the Executive Director of the Nathan Yip Foundation. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure hearing all about everything you have going on in town and all over the world. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. And, of course, you can always listen to this again. We've got a podcast going on. Just go online to check it out. Have a great Sunday.